0: Bonjour. Comment ça va? Ça va très bien, merci vous? Now I just I just wanted to put it out there. I don't just sing the intro of the podcast. I can do it in in French. And for everyone that doesn't speak French, I believe I said hello. Um how are you? I am good. Probably hello again, because bonjour is all I know. See, the problem with me and French is I can actually get a pretty good, like, accent going. Like, bonjour, comment ça va? Ça va très bien, merci à vous. So it makes it sound like I know what I'm talking about. So I'm just, I I'm what I, what I'm trying to say is if I ever go to France, I'm going to hop off the plane at whatever... The airport in France is called with a dream in my come And I'm going to say, oh, bonjour, comment ça va? Ça va très bien. Et vous, est-ce que, est-ce que je peux aller aux toilettes, s'il vous plaît? Uh, which for everyone listening at home that doesn't speak French, I ask, I ask where the bathroom was. And they're going to be like, oh, French left or whatever. Like they're going to tell me the directions in French. And I'm going to be like, oh, Merci. And I think it's all going well. And then they're going to say something else in French, like a follow-up question. Which I guess there's not many follow-up questions when someone asks, like, if they're going to the bathroom. But they could say, um, a, two, uh, numero un, or numero deux. Or, like, something like that. And I'm not going to know how to respond because I've, in the first 20 seconds of meeting this person, have said all of the French that I know. Um, so I don't know. I don't know, like, what the point. Of, uh, of me really trying is because I can only fake it till I make it. Like something that I'm really confident in is my ability to like, like just pull something out of nowhere. Like I'm pretty, I'm, I'm decent. If I'm decent at anything, it's just like, like I'll figure it out. It probably won't be the best solution, but I can get from point A to like some warped version of point B. Now, the only thing that well, not the only thing, but one of the only things, one thing that I can think of off the top of my head that I can't figure out, you know, on my toes, is the French language. Or, in fact, any other language that I don't know, which is every language except English. And even that is kind of slim. Um, Even though I am reminded every once in a while that I do technically have a degree in English, I I would just like to say, like, if I can get a degree in English, you can get a degree in English. I can't spell for the life of me. I'm lucky if I can get a word spelled close enough, like correct enough to how it's actually supposed to be spelled, so that spell checker will like highlight it, give me the red squiggly line, and then actually have the correct suggestion. Like sometimes I spell a word so bad that it just, like it it doesn't even come up. It'll underline it that it's a wrong word, but it's like, I don't even know, like, dude, I don't even know what you were trying to say. You know, good luck. But getting back to my point, the one thing that I won't be able to figure out as like a plan B, plan C, plan Z on my toes is the French language, because my toes, nor any other part of my body or being knows French, I would get so nervous for the French class oral exams. Did anyone else have to do that? Like... Whatever language you took, if you took a language in school, like, you have to do a test. But it's not written. It's oralized. It's like you have to talk to your your teacher in a a language that, like, I don't speak. Like, who are we kidding? Like, who are we fooling ourselves that I know how to have a... a, Whoa. Yikes. That I know how to have a conversation in French. Because I don't. Au revoir. I can't just sit there and say, bonjour, bonjour, bonjour. I would get... And like i said so nervous like i actually think the most nervous i have ever been in my entire life including ever was the last like my final oral exam for french class i actually think that's the most nervous now i'm not an olympian if you didn't figure out i'm not you know i, I haven't done many nerve-wracking things i have yet to skydive knock on wood I guess, the, I guess we don't really have to knock on wood. That's not like a superstition, but I think I would skydive. But what I would not do is voluntarily do another oral exam. I would, if, you, if you gave me the options, if you said you could do a basic introductory level French oral exam, verbal exam, or go skydiving, and I had to choose now and do it in an hour, honestly... This is not hyperbole from the Latin to BS. This is not hyperbole. I would choose the skydiving. I would be less scared to skydive. And I think it's because I'm fairly confident in my ability to like talk my way out of things, you know? Like I I feel like in a last resort, like I I could just figure out whatever to say to like make the situation better. Um, But when you take away my uh, my words in my you know language that I speak, my mother tongue, I have nothing. I have nothing to offer. I'm just sitting there saying "Bonjour, Bonjour, Bonjour" in a great accent that sounds like I know what I'm doing, but I don't. I also recently learned that "Bonjour" actually means "good day." I thought it meant "hello." Which it does mean, it does mean hello, because if you think about it, like, when you say hello to someone, you could be saying good day, and it makes perfect sense, you know, all the same. But you're saying bon, which is good, and jour, which is day. Always fresh, always Tim Hortons. Actually, how I know, like, some words in French that I would not have otherwise known is... The, the slogans of certain restaurants, you know how they put them on, like, the bag or the cup of that restaurant? On the flip side, at least in Canada, they give you the... I don't know why I talk about me living in Canada as if it's, like, Narnia. <laughs> Some far, far away uh, magical place that no one's heard of. But anyway, on the backside of, like, a cup at Subway, like, it'll say, eat fresh, but, like, in French which would be like mange thrushet or whatever. You know what I mean? So that's how I kind of pick up words. But anyway, I hope everyone has had the amazing week that I wished that you would have at the end of last week's episode. I feel like I never follow up on that. I end every episode with, have a great week. Hope you have a good week. We'll see you next week. But I never say like, oh, you I, I, would that week go? So I'm gonna do that now. How did your week go? Now, I when I say you, um, I say that with a grain of salt. I don't actually know what that phrase means, but I'll get that get to that in a second. I say that with a grain of salt because um, they don't. Want no one listens to this. No one listens to this. If one person listened to this, there could be a hundred people in a room, and if one person listened to my podcast, that would equal a 100% gain in listeners. I don't even listen to this anymore. I never really did the first couple episodes because I did actual editing. Like we recorded it on microphones. I uploaded it like onto a computer. Uh, We did it more than just the day before, like mere hours before it was posted. I did listen to that, like before I would click submit or whatever. But past like maybe episode eight or nine, I was like, you know what? Whatever happens, happens. And, I mean, so far, so good. We are on, I believe, episode 64, which means next episode, if math is still the same as when I last checked. mm, Am I better at math than than French? I don't know. Probably around the same. But, yeah, next week, uh, we're retiring. We've made it to 65. Well, I guess, do you retire at 65? Like, do you retire the day of your 65th birthday Or like the day before you turn 66. And I guess this is like relative. You don't have, I mean, not everyone retires at 65. Some people retire after, some people retire before. But like, are we out of here at 65? Or are we really out of here at 65 in 364 days? Unless it was a leap year, 363 days or whatever. I don't know. These are a lot of questions. More questions than answers. I have to I have to be honest. I this this podcast could be renamed uh Twenty Questions. The, which in French would be for our French audience would be the question. I'm gonna be extremely honest with you. I would I really like to be honest with my zero listeners. I'm so honest with myself. I um listen, every once in a while I record an episode and I think that went so well. That was great. I had so much to say. I said it in a succinct manner. It made sense. I didn't do like run-on sentences for forty-five minutes. Like I, I had a plan and I stuck to it. Um, I have a feeling it's it's really like it's really close. Like it's or too might be too early to say. Like I don't want to make a prediction and then it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy type thing. I feel like this is not going to be one of those episodes. I might be rambling a little bit. I'm going to be the Gordon Rambly of the nobody asked this podcast. Um and I apologize, but also you know, it gives it gives more variety. Like the episodes that I that I have either the most planned, which those are hard to come by, or at least you know, have the most to talk about, I usually talk longer about a fewer number of items you know like i'll have i'll have have a 30 minute episode and i do 10 minutes on fast food updates i'll do maybe 15 on like if my car blew up that week or like if i had like a diet coke spill in the back that i've been avoiding that is now collecting mold Uh, which update on that from a couple months ago the smell stopped i don't know i don't know how i don't know why i don't know if i just went like nose like, I maybe have had a cold for the past seven months. Or, like, if, if I just kind of got used to the smell. I always think about that with people who live on farms. I'm like, you must just, like, not smell farm at, at, at a certain point. Which, those people would probably survive the apocalypse a bit, a bit longer than the people who weren't used to, like, certain smells. I just, I don't know why I uh, associate the apocalypse with smells. I just feel like it's not going to smell great because probably we'll be at a point in society where we're not really so much worried about the upkeep of the hygiene, whether that be personally or societally. Um, also, there's not going to be people on those farms. Like, the- oh my God, I figured it out when I started this sentence. I didn't really know where it was going. I found where it was going. The animals and the poor cows and the horses are going to be like running amok and they're going to be manuring. Just on the freeway because there's going to be no cars because it's the apocalypse and the people that have lived on farms are going to be like, oh, this is nothing. This is this is a Tuesday. The people that don't live on farms, well, they're going to be plugging their noses, and you can only plug your nose for so long. Hmm. But what I was saying <laughs> is, on the episodes that are maybe more cohesive, you're getting fewer topics. On an episode like this, where out of nowhere, I'll do like a 45 second, not rant, but a 45 second bit on what people's smell capacities correlates to the length of time they will be able to survive the apocalypse. Like if I'm doing 45 seconds on that, like out of nowhere, that's 45 extra seconds of a new topic that I probably wouldn't have done had I made notes and wrote them down. So I just want you to know that don't think of it as rambling. Think of it as um, variety. It's like, it's like if you got to like if someone called you and said, hey, you know, Bob is retiring and we're going to like throw him a party. I want you to come over. Don't bring anything. Like just bring yourselves. We're going to have snacks here. And you're like, okay, let's do it. And like you get into your Prius, which I have a note on Priuses, um, which we'll bring up later. You get into your Prius, you, like, put Bob's address or Bob's family's address in the GPS. Or maybe, no, I feel like they would do it at, like, a golf course. You put the golf course in the GPS, you drive over to the golf course. You, like, you know when we enter a golf course, which I don't, which I don't usually do, but I've done the past, like, for whatever reason, a couple times this year. You know how you have to, like, drive, like, you have to kind of drive into the golf course. Like, there's, like, a path, you know? So you're going, like, 30, or more like 10 if you're a miles person, miles per hour, and then you pull in, you get there, and you get, you greet Bob, you say, oh, thank you, happy retirement. Ask if he's 66 or 65, like he's about to be 66 or he's just 65. I didn't even put those two things together. That's the thing about my rants is they do kind of connect. Um, But anyway, to stick on one topic, you get there at Bob's retirement party, and it is a charcuterie board, and you're like, oh, my God, I love charcuterie. And you see, there's a couple different tables, let's imagine, in this scenario. Maybe there's like five or six tables, and each has a charcuterie board. And you walk up to the charcuterie board, and you're like, oh, that's so weird. There's only, you know, sausage on this one charcuterie board. Like, not that much variety. But then you're like, okay, do you know what? You know what? I figured it out. Each table probably has a different type of meat to, like, make one big charcuterie board. Like, um, what is that called? a deconstructed charcuterie board and then you go to the next table and you're like oh my gosh this is the same sausage what the heck and then you go to the third table guess what you find the same sausage and that same thing happens in the fourth and fifth there's no variety there no variety awful terrible you leave and then bob because you left feels so bad about himself that he like throws himself into another decade of work just to make up for it so that he can work enough time that it's long enough that by the time he graduates again or not graduates by the time he retires again you might have forgotten about the five same charcuterie boards so you can then throw another retirement party fix the issue invite you back and your friendship is repaired or not something i'm really working on is like how to incorporate silence into the, into the podcast not because I don't want to talk, but I think it's, like, funny to have silence. But then I don't want the people that aren't listening to this to think that, like, they're Bluetooth disconnected. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think it's funny. We're going to try this out. So just everyone, so you know, your Bluetooth is fine. Nothing's, nothing's gone wrong. Well, we're going to have, like, like not awkward, but, like, a, hu- a humoric. Is that a word? Humoric. A humoric silence. Okay, ready? See? Like, I think silence really has a place in, in audio forms. So, if you ever hear like a, just like a gap, it's not me, you know, being lazy and wanting to really fill the word count of this podcast. Or, I guess, not the word count, the, the time count, the runtime. I knew I'd get there. Um, it's not me being lazy, and it's not your Bluetooth. Your Bluetooth is fine. It is, it is quite simply, my friends, uh, Humoric Silence, which is the title of the episode. Let me write that down because I will forget. H- um, humoric. 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 It keeps not letting me do that because it's technically not a word. Anytime I have a title where it's, like, technically not a word, I always Google it to make sure that, like, it's for sure not a word and, like, isn't, like, a word that I hadn't heard of that means something that I don't want to mean, you know? Just to double heck, excuse me. I've been yawning a lot recently, and I don't know what that means. Oh, to do our, our quick fall update, I'm very happy to announce that I'm sitting here in a plaid, like, like, button-up shirt, but it's, like, a, sort of a thicker button-up shirt, so sometimes I'll just, like, wear it more as a jacket type thing. But um, it was, like, pouring rain the past two days. And it was, like, it started getting dark at, like, 2 p.m. And I have to say, I love it. I would like to exist in the dark. I would like to eat soup. Not only soup, because that's not sustenance. But I would like to eat, um, maybe like a, if not like a butternut squash, okay, here's the thing. I like the idea of like a butternut squash soup, but all of the ones that I've had, which by all I mean two, and by two I mean both from like the grocery store, like in that little pouch thing that you like put in the microwave. Uh, so maybe that's not, like, the best measure for, like, what's good quality. But I don't love the taste. I love the idea, though. So sometimes I just scarf it down anyway for kicks and giggles. But, um, yeah, I love eating soup. I love having a sandwich with the soup. I love going to the bookstore, even though I hate being negative, And I feel like the book the book, the publishing industry is like probably not well. Okay, here's my question about that because I feel like in the last couple years, reading has definitely like made a resurgence. Um, I don't know if it was because of me, but like I was reading Geronimo Silton in like 2008. So I don't know if it was me, but I feel like people are buying books more now but does it matter that they're buying ebooks? Because, like, Kindles and stuff are really popular. But I don't know that people are, like, going to the bookstore. And if they do buy books, they're buying them on Amazon. Which I think is, like... You know, they're not, like, shopping local. Which you should definitely do. But my question would, would more so be, like... Is the book industry... Okay. If we all just buy books on our Kindles. Probably, right? Like the the, publish, the publishers are still making money. I guess the problem is like the local bookstores. Can the local books Is there a way that I can buy a book on Do I have a Kindle? No, what's the what's the other? Like a Kobo? I have a Kobo. Which fun fact about the Kobo? It'll send me a notification and an email congratulating me on finishing a book like they'll be clapping emojis and they will say congrats you finished your book and I just feel like that is the perfect motivation it is the perfect like feature function functionality whatever you want to call it like that was a genius idea whoever decided like we're gonna send a congratulations notification to anyone that finishes a book because it's a big deal to finish a book but back to my question Like, does it, is it bad for me to be only reading digital books? Because I have to tell you, I think there's something wrong with me. I've been trying to read my, like, physical books that I get from the library. Because my other problem with books is, like, a book is, like, literally almost $40. Like, between $30 and $40 for one book. Which means that if you buy three books, you're spending over $100, which is, like, one-tenth of $1,000. So we got to figure that part out. But back to my original claim, I was reading physical library books, and I don't know if it's just me, but like it hurt, like, I I don't know if I just have bad posture, or, like it it just it isn't good. You I could never get comfortable. I never knew. Like, I was, I would be, like, on my bed, like, lying down, but then the book is too heavy to, like, put up above you, and then when you have to flip the page, you have to, like, readjust everything. It was terrible. And I know there's people that are like, oh, I love, I only read physical books, or I only, you know, I, I have to highlight. That's another thing I don't really understand. When people who have, like, a fiction book have those little key tabs and those highlighters, like, what are you highlighting? You know what I mean? Like... Do whatever makes you happy, whatever works for you. I, I hate being the person that's like, isn't this weird? But like, um, what are you highlighting? Like, if you're reading Harry Potter, which I've never read, like, what are we highlighting? Like, Expanouctusis? Magadian Leviosa? Like, what, what needs to be highlighted? Highlighted? What are those little tabs? Speaking of book tabs, I, um... The, they're okay. I know I said I was a reader in 2008, but there was a time in university and high school where you're being forced to read all to read all these books. For the life of me, I couldn't get through any of them. Like literally, I don't think I read I don't think I ever finished a novel study book from elementary school all the way to like I was writing papers in 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 university. I don't think I ever fully, or honestly even made it to the halfway point of a book ever. Not one. And I think there's two reasons for that. One, they make you read a lot of classics, which anytime someone tells me a book is a classic, I automatically think it's going to be boring. That's probably not fully fair or fully true. And I'm sure a lot of books that I read now are like reimagined versions or like, you know, highly influenced by the books that I should have read, which in and book, they're books that I like, so in theory it's like well why don't I just read the original but for reason, any reason i just can't i just I can never get into them, which was the unfortunate truth for any novel study book I ever had to read, so sometimes to make it look like I had read the book, I would get those little poll tabs. This was especially especially true later on, like in university because we'd have to like a tutorial class where it's like a smaller subset of your larger class because there'd be like 200 people in a class. And then you'd go to like a smaller session. It's like just 10 people from your class. So everyone can see your book. So I would go through and like start highlighting random pages. Well, not highlight because then that would ruin the book and I wouldn't be able to sell it later on after the class. Um, And you could argue like, why did I even buy these books? I don't know because I knew from the beginning, I'm not going to read them. So it it was quite a performative of me, but I would get the pull tabs and I would just pluck them. In random places. Chapter one, sure. Midway through chapter four and a half, you got it. Chapter eight, loved that part of like a book that I didn't read. That felt big to admit. And to be fair, I would tell people like, you know, you know, you have like your, your people that you see in classes, like even if you weren't necessarily friends, I would be like, I didn't read this. <laughs> I'm like, did you? Because I didn't. The worst was when I would have to answer questions. And again, going back to the beginning, how I feel like I can talk my way out of a lot of things. I can't talk my way out of, um, excuse me, Francesco, can you answer the question, why in chapter four did whomever do whatever to their whatever? Like, I don't know. Although I could always figure it out. I would just be like, oh my gosh, Ugh, what part was that? Okay. I'm getting confused. I'm reading, sorry, I'm reading a couple other books for other classes um oh my I think this was the part was this the part before or after like the the other thing happened like the big thing like not like the was that oh wait no maybe that was a different book Was uh was this was this the wait what was what did i do again and that approach works like probably 7% of the time So all i'm saying is if it is better for me to be buying physical books. just let me know, and I will first see if my insurance covers a chiropractor and then and only if the answer to step one is yes, I will do step two, which will be go if I buy physical books actually speaking of i was in I was in a class one time it was actually it was an interesting class it was a class on like um like, how books are made, but, like, literally, like, how a book is made, like, the binding, the pages, and whatever. It was pretty cool. I I quite enjoyed it. And it was toward the end of my schooling where I decided, like, okay, I'm actually going to try. Like, the last two semesters, for whatever reason, I decided, like, okay, like, let's let's actually put some effort in here, which was kind of funny, because it's, like, you know, why... If, if you got this far, like, why I try now? Which, actually, my takeaway from really trying was, like, thank goodness I didn't do this for four years because I would have burnt out. Like, I couldn't do that. I couldn't, like, study to the level that I was studying, you know, year four, as I was year one through four, because I would have been, like, I think that's torture to think that people actually do that, you know? In my defense, I worked a lot. Anyway, I was in a class... And this was during Zoom. I did, I did about half of my university on Zoom because of ye who shall not be named, the Panasonic. But we were having this, not like debate, but it was like a discussion thing. And it was like, oh, you know, like, do you prefer, like, how do you prefer reading? Like a physical book, a digital book, Kindle, whatever. Audiobook. And I was like, okay, this is a question I can answer. Like, this is like, Opinion-based, I always went for the opinion-based questions because I wanted to feel like I was participating in the class and I wanted to get that participation mark, but I didn't necessarily really want to defend my position on, like, why I think Shakespeare said et tu brute or whatever the hell, you know what I mean? Like, I wanted to give clear answers that I didn't really have to defend, which I think says a lot about me. But anyway, I said I prefer digital books because for whatever reason, you know, I'm sure everyone else, you know, there's at least a couple other people that would agree with me here. But like, when I'm reading a physical book, I feel like it hurts my back. And I just I can't get in the correct, you know, alignment or whatever I was trying to, (laughs) I, I felt weird saying position for whatever reason. So I was like, alignment, like I was just trying to sound smarter than I was. So I was like, I just can't, Get comfortable, I think, is is the language that I use. I can't get comfortable with a a physical book. Like, my back will start hurting. I'll, like, you know, maybe try and lie down and then get up again and then stand up and start walking. Let me tell you, talk about humoric silence. I cleared the room. I quieted the room. Quieted the Zoom, rather. Everyone was like, huh? They were like, do you know when you say something and you think, like, oh, like, for sure, this is, like, someone else thought this. And then, and then you figure out like, no one thought that ever in the history of humankind. Everyone was like, "What?" You know that like when your stomach drops and you're like, "Huh?" <laughs> like, "Oh, um, never mind." Sorry, I think that was um. Yeah, my internet connection is unstable. Anyway, um, yeah, Stacy, what do you think? You know, just like, on to the next. But yeah, I'll never forget that. That was a funny. That was funny, and I knew in the moment I was like, "This is." areas. I'm usually pretty good at, at laughing at stuff, even if it's me that everyone's laughing at. Anyway, I think this is probably a good place to call it. I think I've hit my quota for the week. I am actually, I think this is a funny episode. I think this is, it was probably like if a, if a podcasting expert listened to it, they'd be like, huh? It, they would be like, the same reaction as the people when I told them that my back hurts when I read a book. Which, just very quickly, free idea. I think if these bookstores want people back in them. I'm not talking to the local independent books. They are fighting the good fight. But, like, the big chains, if you want people back, offer free chiropractor-ration. Free chiropractor if for each booked, book purchased. Because again, it's like $3,000 to buy a book. So they can just throw in a like a, a readjustment per book. Or you can do like a stamp card. Like for every 10 books, you get like a free hour with a chiropractor. Uh, with a local chiropractor. Um, but anyway, I'm actually proud of this episode. Um, and again, you know, when you know that no one's going to listen to it, it's like really, what are the stakes here? What are the stakes? Nothing. Nothing. This is like just writing something in my notes app or like when you accidentally which I do this all the time I'll take like a picture on snapchat which yes I embarrassingly enough still use snapchat and I'll accidentally click story instead of save and then it uploads onto my story and I'm like of course in a mad dash to delete it not that it's I mean like it's usually nine times out of ten a picture of like my taco bell order like it's nothing that is embarrassing to put up there but I'm in a mad dash to erase it, and then I realized no one was gonna look at this anyway. Like not one person, not one, no, no, uno persona. Anyway, I hope everyone has a great week. Um, if you want to hear more of this, which obviously you do, you're gonna to go to podcast. Nobody asked for this. <coughs> Excuse me, podcast. Nobody asked for this. Podbean.com. On there, you can see links to where you can listen to us on Spotify. <coughs> Excuse me. I've, I've, reached my, I've reached my limit in talking, apparently. Whoever the voice universe is like, you got you to gotta stop. You got to leave the people alone. Uh, but yeah, you can find Spotify, Apple. I think there's a couple other places. You can also find links to our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. There might be one other one. I can't remember. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much listening um if you did which fingers crossed this is the one um and yeah we will we we me probably not you probably me we'll see you next week and i'm just now reminding myself i used to end the episodes probably for the first 30 or 40 with the (laughs) sound of a toilet flushing i don't know why i stopped that probably because it required editing but i'm just gonna do it verbally goodbye Yeah,